And hello, and welcome everyone to the Corona Multiverse, where the world of virus plagues. Yeah. I wish you'd told me that earlier. I would have changed the title screen up the top there where oh. it says the comic multi. I can do that in post. I can do that in there post. There you go. There you go. It's our it's our quarantine special, everyone, by which I mean Matt and I were making fun of it and no selling it last week, and then the week after it became an official pandemic. So how's how's your life under quarantine, Matt? Good? How's the pandemic treating you? I'm not really under quarantine. I'm still going out doing my everyday thing. But um it's 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 been very weird like going to places and stuff because there's like not as many people as there usually mm. is so it's like like a ghost town kind of i uh i wish i bought more toilet paper i wished i hoarded when i had the <laughs> chance because now all the toilet paper is gone and i wish i had some <laughs> actually no my my store was smart they're like look we have no toilet paper but here's like like uh face tissue like five for five bucks so i got a bunch of that our stores like first up people were just buying in droves but then they started doing something where they they would close off that aisle and they'd have like people at either end and they would give <laughs> people who wanted some one only one bag so people weren't like taking like 20 toilet paper bouncers look yeah. man you're not on the list you can't wipe your ass i'm sorry <laughs> wiping your ass the hottest club in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I went shopping this week, which was probably a terrible idea because, you know, I didn't get paid till the 14th. So it's like, okay, I get to go out and do that now. Oh, no, wait, it's Saturday. Everyone had the same idea. <laughs> Fuck, there's no meat or eggs. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Got a lot of freezer food. What have I been having? Uh, I had some pizza bagels and I had some taquitos. So that's what I've been living off of. Yeah, just emptying the freezer. <laughs> Pretty much so, yeah. And then I'm like, you know, would it be weird if I ordered a pizza during all this? Or is that a dick move where it's like, hey, you know, underpaid delivery guy, please come to where I live and bring me that, food and maybe a, a disease. That's exactly how I've been feeling. I'm like, oh, I really kind of like want to get some like Uber Eats or something. I'm like, oh, but I don't know about the fast food industry at the moment. <laughs> it's it's so true. It's like, is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at all. I know I got to go out like uh, – monday tuesday whenever they restock because i know i'm not gonna make it on what i have right now although i felt like a real big brain genius because i made hot dogs for lunch but i'm like god damn it i don't have any mustard but there's a communal kitchen downstairs here in the condo normally the door is locked but i'm like i bet it's open and i bet there's mustard and there was mustard <laughs> and and man i would love to be in the room when they look back that security tape where it's like oh there's joel taking his hot dogs for a walk then he goes to the kitchen for a couple minutes. Oh, and he comes back with mustard. <laughs> what an adventure. Some poor underpaid security guy. That's what he's going to have to watch. <laughs> Been taking the opportunity to play some games, though. I got back into Monster Hunter in a big way. I checked out Darksiders Genesis. I've been streaming, too, as well. Nice. I've, I've been keep meaning to do that but i've been really busy the last couple of weeks but hopefully this whole coronavirus thing makes it so i'm not too busy uh very soon but yeah i i got into monster hunter as well i also just yesterday bought neo 2 oh yeah yeah i saw you screwed around with the character creator and that that looked good it's a, it's a funny it's a punishing game it's a lot harder than the first one like straight like first up that first boss is like almost impossible to beat until you level up oh wow huh as Luis in the chat says, wait, Joel, you've been streaming? Yes, on my channel. I did whole, two whole days of it. I did Darksiders Genesis, and I did some Monster Hunter. Check it out. 
it's good it's good stuff i'm uh trying to raise some money with donations there for capes and quests uh season two so i can host the show somewhere else and maybe uh pay people who show up <laughs> nice because that's how you do it uh, uh what else has your week been mad anything else interesting just neo yeah not really that much thanks to this whole viral thing can't really do much it's it's kind of nice though to finally have an excuse to be lazy where it's like mm -hmm. no i always worked at home i always social distance <laughs> now i have a reason for it now i'm not being antisocial. now i'm being smart <laughs> it's i'll tell you it's really fucked up when it's like hey you know the uh, price of international flights has like you know gone to an all-time low now you could travel anywhere in the world if you're not afraid to roll the dice and i'm like ah fuck it i'm young i can beat this it's the old and the young and the sick are at risk oh we closed disneyland and all the cool places you would want to go yeah oh, oh every place you come i know or at least here in australia if you're coming from overseas and stuff you have you as of today i think it's mandatory that you do a two-week uh self-quarantine when you get oh wow here. yeah I think they're doing that too for like Air Canada and shit. They're actually like uh, taking people's temperature and stuff when they get on, mm -hmm. which is probably for the best. But at the same time, it's like the disease is already fucking here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are you worried about? You should have been worried about the spread a month ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that actually dovetails quite nicely. How I said, you know, travel is cheap, but you don't want to go anywhere. And another thing that's going to be stopping you from doing that is uh everything is canceled everything is canceled forever anything you wanted to do is not going to happen now for the next couple of months because everything is canceled every comic-con you can name uh canceled or moved every big movie canceled and or moved to further notice shit even tv shows like the flash and stuff that's currently filming is now all on a hiatus yeah it's funny you mentioned comic-cons because i i believe there is at least two comic cons here in australia in the next like couple of weeks that is actually still continuing really and they yeah. haven't done like refunds they haven't done nothing yeah as far as i know it's still going here because i saw i think only yesterday or the day before them advertising artist sally huh so those two australian comic cons and WWE wrestling are the only things that are going to continue despite everything else. I'm sure I'm sure you've seen Matt because I've now transferred the wrestling brainworms to you. You saw that SmackDown that they had at the yeah. Performance Center that they own at a college, and they did a whole show in front of nobody. It was so surreal. It was damn near avant-garde. If someone did that to, like, make some sort of statement about, you know, wrestling as a performance art and, like, how important it is to have a crowd to feed off, I'd say it would be goddamn genius, almost Kafka-esque, but instead it's just so fucking weird. It is. It looks so weird. It looked like a public access set. It did, because they, like, gave them their big entrances, and, like, guys like Jeff Hardy, who have been doing this for, like, almost 40 years, are, like, still playing up to the crowd, like, yeah, Orlando, <laughs> like, there's no one there, Jeff, who are you talking to? <laughs> That's the thing, they, they see the people still, they've had too yep. many hits to the brain. I mean, Jeff, probably. And then, like, to have Triple H there, you know, the son-in-law, the guy who will probably inherit the company one day, the guy who also got demoted this week and yet has more work to do now than ever to run this show and make it not look like shit, but you can tell it looked like shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And the fact where they're like, no, 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 but come back next week because we got Gronkowski, the football man, who we've signed to wrestle now, and he's going to have a thing at Mania in like a couple weeks. And it's like, do you guys seriously think you're still going to be doing Mania (laughs) in like a month until Florida tells us no? (laughs) Yeah, Florida will just keep continuing because it's Florida. I mean, in Florida, come on, you got like gators and cocaine and the KKK, you know, a little virus ain't going to keep them down. (laughs) Anything goes in Florida. It's basically America's glory hole, and that's the way they like it. (laughs) Nothing can stop Florida. Nothing can stop Florida, man, the greatest Floridian superhero. I'm sure you've heard that bit, too, where it's like, yeah, every news story you ever hear, it's like, Florida man did this. It's all just one person. It's Florida hyphen man. Only one person lives in Florida, and he's always high on bath salts and fighting alligators. and That's his superpower. (laughs) With the power of bath salts, that's that's his Green Lantern ring. You know, you have shown that you have great bath salts, and with that comes great responsibilities. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so, uh, everything is canceled. Maybe not forever, but maybe forever. Yeah, a a lot, you mentioned, like, a lot of movies are, like, pushing back their release dates and stuff, um, to the point where there's, like, nothing out at the moment, so I think just this weekend was the lowest box office, uh, weekend in the last, I think, 20 years or something. Yes, yes, it was. Like, even something just a week ago onward, a big Pixar movie that normally cleans up only made, like, $60 million in yeah. its opening week. It's going to be... Which is... A- it's going to be insane thinking that, like, like Sonic the Hedgehog would be one of the highest-grossing movies. <laughs> Bloodshot will be one of the highest-grossing films. Man, Vin knew, man. Vin Diesel was on top of this shit. He knew what was up. Now, in this era of pandemic, is the perfect time for the Valiant Universe and Bloodshot. Did you see Fast and Furious 9 got pushed back a whole year? I did see that. A whole year? That's so strange. I guess they didn't want to compete with, like, Eternals and James Bond and stuff in November or something. Honestly, part of me is actually kind of happy all of these things got pushed back because it's like, oh, hey, Black Widow got pushed back. Oh, good. I want to make a big Black Widow video, and now I have time to do it. Hey, Bloodshot might be like the last new big superhero movie for a bit. Oh, good. I'm working on a Bloodshot video. This is perfect. <laughs> Thank you. can actually uh, go and see that film. I suggest you don't, though. It's pretty bad. Eh, well, thanks, coronavirus, for making my job a little easier. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about Bloodshot. It's like, what were you expecting from a Bloodshot movie? That's true. That's true. People like Bloodshot because it's so simplistic. And again, I reread the first two volumes because it's two volumes for one arc. And I'm like, you know, this, you couldn't ask for a more straightforward setup. Like, this is just begging to be turned into an action movie. And they did. Yeah. And they made it. (laughs) But uh, I, I guess, you know, uh, we'll ask the chat, too, because they're here. We can get them involved. And what what are you most sad that got pushed back? <laughs> oh, some people mentioning James Bond. Yeah, that's right. The die got pushed back. Yeah, to, to November, where it's going to compete with Eternals. I think, like, there, there's, like, a movie, new movie every week. New Mutants got pushed back, which, boy. Uh, oh, <laughs> that that film is just fucking cursed isn't it <laughs> oh they had a release date they were all they were, i saw marketing for it it looked great and it's like oh we're pushing it back 
man, you know, what? who did that movie run over? What dark magic user did that movie offend that, you know, there's some horrible blood curse against it <laughs> that nothing can ever happen? Oh, God. And yeah, you're right. The trailers actually haven't looked half bad. The trailers are like, oh, I might actually check that out now, where before it's like I had no interest. Yeah, it's mutants being mutants and not being yeah. afraid to be mutants like on all the other mutant movies. I mean, I wasn't going to go to the theater and see it, but, you know, as soon as it came out on DVD, I'd be like, ooh, got to check that out. <laughs> or I'm assuming when it comes to the Disney Plus app, because you figure it has yeah. to be going there soon. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you see Disney? They released Frozen 2 and uh, Rise of Skywalker early because they basically knew people were going to be, you know, uh, trapped up in their house with this. So they uh, figure they'd clean up on the digital market. Yeah, I, I watched uh, Rise of Skywalker again the first time since I've seen it in the SIP theater and Boy, I don't think I'm going to be watching that film anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw you tweeting about it, and you said where it's like, man, this this is a beautiful mess, isn't it? It is. It's it's a one. It's like a fun adventure film, but boy, is it all like if the minute you start thinking about the plot, it just like dissolves. It's also probably worse now because you got to watch it because of all the novel shit. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> and again, you know, our our review of that movie was. Like, mostly positive, like 60-40 positive, where it's like, man, this was cool, but I wish they didn't do that thing. Or, man, I wish they had more time to develop this idea. Yeah, I wish they let scenes breathe. Yeah, that's true. I uh, I agree. Mm. But, yeah, so everything is canceled. Maybe forever. Maybe not. <laughs> we'll keep you posted <laughs> on these things. But until then, everything is canceled. Uh, oh, DC solicitations came out this week, and there were some interesting developments off the back of that. There were. Uh, perhaps one of the biggest ones, the one that everyone was tweeting me and telling me about, is that Jeff Johns will be off Shazam come summertime to be replaced by Loveness. Yeah, but it's only for an issue. Yeah. Which, you know, had a lot of people scared, and, you know, myself, through. I'm like, oh, no, have they finally muscled him out completely? <laughs> No, nah, I don't think so. Not yet. No. Because in my mind, too, I'm like, but he's writing such a huge story now. I just read issue number 11. I'm like, he can't be done now. He just he just introduced Superboy Prime and the whole Monster Society and all this other stuff. They can't, they can't end this just now. There's too much. Yeah. And I, see, I didn't know it was just the one issue thing until you told me that's, that's good. It's I'm happy about that. It's one issue or a couple issues because I know at the exact same time, uh, Robert Vendetti is off Justice League, and we're getting Simon Spurrier, uh, who's writing, I think, a three-person, uh, three-page, three-issue arc. You know what that tells me? That means, hey guys, we need you to help develop some 5G stuff that's going to be coming out, probably some new ongoing series. So take a break here for this month. Mm -hmm. yeah, Which I wonder well, what I think they could Robert be Vendetti doing. Robert Vendetti is actually writing one of the generations. I think he's writing mm -hmm. Generation One. Well, one of them. I know Generation Zero is being written by like some guy who's like some editor who who's written like one backup story in like a Wolverine mm -hmm. and Cyclops book. Mm, that's worrisome. Yeah. When they start farming stuff out to editors, that's uh, that's a little scary. Yep. But hey, we'll we'll wait and see. I guess too, as people in the chat were saying, Free Comic Book Day might actually be moved now because of this Corona shit. Oh jeez. <laughs> Oh no, I might not be able to get Generation Zero. Oh no, I won't be able to get my Scott Wubdell book. 
that I wasn't going to be weeding anyway. Why am I doing this voice? I think I might have Devywis. Is this one of the things? <laughs> yes, it's right there. It's right there. It's in the list. I, I heard it on Dr. Oz. <laughs> yep, baby talks right up there. But uh, yeah, so there's there's your Shazam update, everyone. We like to remind you every so often that this book still exists because it's really good and you should be reading it. And yeah. DC seems to be doing everything in their power to try and kill it. Yeah, I have no idea why. When the movie was like really popular with people, the book was really good. The book came out exactly at the right time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Again, it's, especially too, you figure, you know, it's in their best interest to keep this character in this book relevant and in the public eye because they're going to be doing the sequel soon. Yeah, and it really it really doesn't make any sense for them to kind of push away this character who, for all intents and purposes, could be like a headlining character of this 5G stuff. Yeah. Like he could nah, we don't want be it. One. I mean, that's that's just kind of the story of Shazam and Captain Marvel at DC. He yeah. could be so much, but nah. Yeah, nah. But fuck him. I wonder, is there a little bit of resentment for the character because they didn't create him because he was created somewhere else first and absorbed into them? You know, I would say that if, like, if this if that had happened, like, you know, 10 years ago and the creators and all that mm -hmm. were still alive and everything, but that happened so long ago that... I just don't think Most people just, don't even know. Yeah, I just don't think anyone gives a shit. It's weird. It's very, very weird. I guess he will always live on as, you know, the face of truly cult characters. <laughs> all right, what else we got going on here? Oh, uh, a piece of news that I think we all knew was coming at some point or another, but it still doesn't make me any less excited. Uh, Tom Taylor has officially let it be known that the next chapter in the deceased trilogy now is going to be called Dead Planet, and it will be taking place after the events of the previous one, so we get to see what happened to everyone who left Earth. Yeah, it looks like some time has passed since Damien, John, and all those people are all grown up. Yes, we have a brand new Trinity, and it's a very interesting Trinity, because obviously, yeah, we got Damien as Batman, John as Superman, but also Cassie as the new wonder woman mm -hmm. which is surprising because you know we, we always think of her as the you know wonder woman successor yet she really only ever uh hung out with you know tim and connor and everything so to see her now with uh tim and or uh, what is it with damien and john is kind of interesting mm -hmm. i wonder yeah. if they're going to mention that at all or if that's going to play into it because it's not like they grew up together or I, anything i have a feeling we're going to see like the undead teen titans or something Ooh, that'd be fun. Man, it's interesting, too, to think that, you know, we had a little Superman and a little Batman who were so popular in their own series for so long and never did they pitch the idea, well, why don't we come up with a new little Wonder Woman? Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised that never happened. I guess because, like, well, no one really cares about Wonder Woman at DC any anymore. Like, her book just seems to just, like, putter along and just, like, do okay, I think. But no one cares it's about true. it. It's true. She has some great runs from time to time, but as we've said, it's like, you know, we they keep the book alive mainly because she is just the most recognizable superhero, and it's not like they could just cancel it. Yeah. Which is a shame that no one has a more consistent run, and that Wonder Woman, historically, the only consistent she's had is inconsistency. <laughs> But yeah, this looks cool. Uh, Swamp Thing is there, which means we're probably going to get to see more play with the green because it seemed like Poison Ivy had stayed behind on Earth and took control of the green, so I wonder. Yeah, I have a feeling that they're going to come back to the... Because the story, I think, is they're coming back to Earth. 
after mm, which is a dead planet 20, 20 odd years or something um so i'd imagine we'd find out that ivy's been infected or something and turn the mm -hmm. green against swamp thing and the others right yeah also constantine is there and constantine was part of like that special one shot mm. of all the heroes who tried to save earth but it only failed yeah who tried to go back in time to save earth and they couldn't because goddamn wave rider and dr fate and all those really random people stopped him <laughs> all all the goddamn time heroes <laughs> time heroes fucking it up for everyone they should have they should have got the legends of tomorrow to handle this shit <laughs> I mean, they would have fucked it up, but at least it would have been funny when they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Tish. But yeah, this is cool. I like that this is a trilogy, and also I like that there's enough time in between and that they're, you know, short and to the point, these. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, do we know how long this series is going to be? It's going to be, like, the same as the other one, six issues, right? I'm going to assume so, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it kind of weird and fucked up at DC right now, the things that we're most excited for are these Elseworld books that have nothing to do with the main continuity? <laughs> well, they're the most creative. It's weird, ain't it? It is. It's weird. And you, you know what else? Like, this book comes out, I think, what, April, May? The same, or April, May, June, that time. The same time yeah. as the new Dark dark Metal book, the uh, Heavy Metal book or whatever Scott Snyder's doing plus three jokers plus mm. there was something else i'm just trying to remember what i can't remember what other event there was it was like like four events going on at the same time at dc joker war is joker war happening at the same time i think so i think that might have been it well joker war was in the solicitations because yes you get the main story in batman and then we get a ton of tie-ins for everything else yeah i think it technically starts this coming week in uh nightwing Yes, that's right, because he's going to have a whole Joker story arc, which will apparently end with him becoming Dick Grayson again, which makes me actually want to pick it up and read it, if yeah. only for that. Yeah, same. Man, I love the idea that Joker is the one to just slap some sense into Dick Grayson. It's like, <laughs> hey, your name is Dick. It's not fun if you don't know who you are. But it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense because he would want to do that because, yeah, it's not fun if Dick Grayson doesn't remember who the Joker is and their, <laughs> their relationships and stuff. We have had a long history since you were a small child. Why do you not remember? Why has Batman not talked to you and made you remember? God, <laughs> the fact that Joker cares more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an interesting one that almost makes me want to read Batgirl again. Apparently she's going to be fighting her brother, James Gordon Jr. again, because now he is apparently intrinsically tied with the Joker since Dark Mirror and everything. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, but wasn't he good the last time we saw him? Yeah, wasn't he, he on was. pills that was helping? He was like, he was like trying to convince his father not to turn evil. Yeah. Wow. It's like, pff, why, why are they backsliding on him? I actually kind of liked the idea that he was kind of moving into more of a good direction. They don't seem, they don't seem to know what to do with that character. They also don't seem to know what to do with Batgirl. And it's like, well, we just can't have her fight the Joker again. Well, let's have her fight her brother, I guess, because she's the he's the closest thing she has to a Joker-esque character. I haven't been paying attention to her solo series, but, like, did, did they ever retouch on, like, her father being infected? And, like, because they did that in that, in the, um, I think it was the first issue of Hell Arisen or, like, one of the, one of the tie-ins where, like, uh, James was jim was uh like rounding up all the homeless people to kill 
and mm. uh, Batgirl kind of got involved in that and kind of knew something about her father was off. <laughs> I uh, I don't remember, actually. And again, I haven't been keeping up with it either. Last time I checked, I know she was fighting a new evil version of Oracle that was like a computer yeah. program. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder, huh? Might have to look back into that if only because it's like, all right, what what's your reasoning to undo uh, James Gordon Jr.'s kind of happy ending, all things considered? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it could just be as simple as, yeah, he stopped taking his pills. Yeah, he ran out. Yeah, ran out. Everyone was buying them. them up because of the coronavirus. Exactly. There you go. You make it like a whole big indictment of the American medical system right there. It's like, yeah, he couldn't afford his pills anymore. And so he became like a megalomaniacal supervillain. <laughs> He's, he's just one pill away from being like a Joker Jr. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be some shit? Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's some of the solicitation stuff we got. Kind of cool, kind of interesting. Again, you know, we'll be able to check that out closer to huh, Jude summertime. Yeah. So get ready for that. Uh, I guess with all that out of the way, too, we can talk about what we read this week. And for once, I actually made a really good dent in what I read this week. So did I. Yeah, I read almost everything and a couple extra things that I'm sure we'll talk about as well. Awesome. Uh, where would you like to start, Matt? Uh, I'm just trying to remember what what I actually read this week. Um, well, I read uh, the new the new X Men centric book over at Marvel Cable issue one. Okay, you picked that up and I didn't, even though it's written by Duggan and drawn by Noto, who are two people I really like. Tell me, tell me about the Cable. So. I think this might be tying into that X of Swords book event thing that's coming. Um, right. Because, yeah, we get to see Cable. He's on the island. He's, like, doing... We get a little bit more of the island culture, which involves this, like, fight club ring where <laughs> C- Cable fights against Wolverine, and Wolverine loses, so he, he owes him a marker. We're not explained what the marker system is. Um, is this like friggin' a John Wick now? <laughs> yeah, something similar to that. But it, th- there's really funny lines in there because like Wolverine apparently has lost everyone he's fought in the ring. Really? <laughs> yeah. And Silver Samurai's there and making jokes about how he's going to owe everyone on the island a marker by the end of the year and everything. I, I did. I did see that page, and I do like seeing Silver Samurai and things. Um. But yeah, Cable gets told by these little kids that one of the one of the little kids got lost on Monster Island, so he gets to find him and ends up fighting this giant monster. And while he's fighting this giant monster, he sees something like sticking out of its paw and knocking the monster out. He pulls it out, and it's a sword. And mm. touching the sword gives him like the sword's like history, and we learn that it is the light of Galador, which is related to Rom. I was going to say, is that fucking Rom and the Space Knights? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. So this Space Knight came to Earth after tracking, like, monsters and landed on, like, what was Krakoa and fought this monster and got crushed and its sword went into its foot and everything. Um, but upon activating this sword, uh, more of the Space Knights from across the universe get activated and they've been mm-hmm. long, like, dormant for, like, three millennia and they, they, they're coming for the sword because apparently the sword can... I guess rewrite history or like rewrite like reality in a way because they plan on using it to rewrite reality in their image that sounds important and yeah that that's basically where the issue ends the these knights coming for for cable sword and cable wants the sword because he says that the old cable is about the big guns but the young cable is about the big swords 
Oh, I like that. <laughs> and, and apparently old Cable is still alive because we see him at the end of the book. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, how are they going to square that circle? Because they still have young Cable from, like, extermination. Yeah, apparently he's, like, I know, he was traveling the timeline. At the end, he's, like, traveling someplace somewhere and, like, killing crabs looking for someone. Mm. Was he killing crabs with a tiny comb and the special shampoo? That's what you need. No, a big gun. Ah, <laughs> uh, that works fine, too. <laughs> that that actually sounds pretty dope, Matt, and just, man, the X-Men in general pissing off aliens and space entities all week this week, weren't they? Oh, boy, were they ever. And they, they've never been better when, when, they, when they have to fight cosmic uh threats i love it when they have to fight cosmic threats it is kind of a nice thing too to be like look they may be big swinging dicks on earth now <laughs> you know in the pecking order but in the cosmic pecking order they can still get attacked by space knights or by the brood as the happened in the main x-men book this week mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which itself is actually a carryover from new mutants when they were fucking around in shiar space they grabbed uh what is it a brood king egg and brought that back to Earth, which was a terrible idea, as anyone could tell them. <laughs> or anyone could tell them, but no one, especially Rain, would listen. No one no one bothered to. I, lo I love when Brew, the little guy, the good Brood, steps on in. It's like, is that a goddamn king, eh? Oh my god, you killed us all! <laughs> the, the Brood Queens fight over those! We're all gonna die, you dicks! Get that shit out of here! Oh no, wait, we can't, we can't just give it back, because it's probably bad that they have it to begin with. Yeah, because if they have it, they get a king, and there'll be millions of Brood throughout the universe, and everyone will die. I, I loved how the brood got to Earth, how they crawl over these big space whales like little parasites and infect them and eat them from the inside and then just point them to Earth to crash. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. It's wonderfully gross. And uh, this issue is funny, too, because we also get to check on in with Vulcan and what's happening with him, the third Summers brother, the often not talked about Summers brother. And he's having like a bit of a midlife crisis where he's like, man, I used to be a king and a space god and I had the fire in me, but now I just drink on the weekdays. Yeah, and, and the weekends and the weeknights and the weekend nights <laughs> and every time I'm always drinking. Damn it, Vulcan, you're drinking right now when you're talking to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's basically like, how can how can Vulcan get his groove back is what this whole issue basically breaks down to. Yeah, yeah, and that's in helping, and the, helping his family get this egg off Earth. Yeah, the answer is uh, fighting a cosmic threat. And even, too, in the little uh, appendices of this book, they mention more about the general state of of the cosmos at the moment and they're sure to remind us where it's like hey charles xavier and lalandra had a daughter <laughs> yeah yeah they i, I can't, can't believe they actually referenced that yeah and that that daughter is trying to make you know some plays in the shiar court right now to try and you know climb the ladder and i'm like oh that's kind of interesting especially with empire coming down the pipeline and you got the crees and the scrolls and everyone fighting each other yeah i, I like that little part at the end with gladiator and kid gladiator going out on like a hunt a, cr a brood hunt and they learn that like that an accuser is in their sector so they're like oh better hunt <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Hey, kids, we're going to go shoot this guy now. I like to, there's an accuser. Yeah, it's a Cree accuser. Is it Ronan? No, just another one. Oh. No, because Ronan died, question mark, in Royals. 
Yeah, Ronan hasn't been around for a bit. Yeah. Even the other one. I did like in that um in those like like appendice thingies that we get between pages, um, they mentioned Black Bolt and how he may have yes. become the Midnight King and all of that sort of stuff. I'm like, ooh, that's exciting. Please please Hickman, do something with him in Empire. Uh, Hickman clearly likes Black Bolt because he gave him probably one of the coolest moments in his fight with Thanos mm-hmm. uh, back when he was writing Avengers and that stuff. So don't be shocked, yeah, if we see him again. Yeah, I hope we do. I really hope yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah, don't be shocked if he comes back for something because that would be pretty freaking cool. Uh, yeah, what else did we have this week? Uh, that was that was your update on X-Men, everyone. X-Men continues to be pretty fucking dope. Yeah, again, I'm so mad at them for making good books because I want to read them all. <laughs> I know. There's only like one that's, I wouldn't even call it terrible, but it's not like, it's like, eh. And that was Fallen Angels. Yeah. And Fallen Angels was perfectly adequate. Yeah, yeah. Just um, not as good as the damn others. Damn you, Hickman. Yeah, and other writers for doing really cool shit, and you're right, I do want to read them all. (laughs) But it's no good for my wallet, and I just can't do X-Men endlessly on the channel, although that would probably do pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I can't just become an X-Men channel, I swore it. I swore it in my YouTube rider that I would never become these things. (laughs) Uh, What else was this week? Uh, Oh, Spider-Man 41 was pretty fun. I'm behind on this book so bad <laughs> uh, it's a it's another spider-man boomerang team-up piece oh fantastic which they're wonderful buddy cops uh spider-man even says like man i didn't think that uh what is it boomerang would become my best friend but he is now and that speaks volumes to how <laughs> fucked up my life is <laughs> and uh, we also find out in this issue what exactly kingpin's whole bone to pick with fred myers was and why he's been up his ass since this book began oh really it ties into Secret Empire. Oh, wow. What what happened? So after Secret Empire, Boomerang became like a little bit of a celebrity there because he's like, yep, I took down a whole Hydra yep. cell on my own. I'm a big swinging dick, even though in reality he actually didn't. He was killed by the Punisher, but when the universe rewrit itself, you know, anything could happen. He, uh, he, he got his own fan club called The Boomers, and yes, he says, okay, my boomers. <laughs> uh, one of his fan club was a guy who worked for the city of New York cataloging all the magical artifacts that the city comes in contact with after big superhero fights. Mm -hmm. And one of those items was the Lifeline tablet, which is a totally 100% real thing from Spider-Man history from like the late 60s that villains like Hammerhead and Silvermane and Kingpin fought over because the idea is, is if you had it, it would give you eternal life, but it also might kill you. It did lots of things. (laughs) And uh, what is it? Kingpin, when he became mayor, really wanted the Lifeline tablet for himself, and he was moving heaven and earth to get it. But uh, this dude broke the tablet into pieces, hit it all over the city. Then, uh, what is it? Gave Kingpin an incomplete map only to give Boomerang, via a magic spell, the full and complete map. So he's the only one who knows where all the pieces are hidden. Oh, nice. So him and Spider-Man go on basically a Goonies-style treasure hunt all over New York to try and find the pieces. Oh, that's cool. And it's fun, and it's funny, and it's light, and it's really good shit. Cool, cool. I've got to catch up with that book. Jersey Luck saying Nick Spencer's the only person who wants to reference Secret Empire. You are not reading Captain America, then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Captain America's, like, full into it. 
literally it's dealing with the fallout of it but uh yeah amazing spider-man continues to be a lot of fun i know people are complaining like when's he ever gonna say who kindred is i'm like man if i'm getting fun buddy cop stories like this i don't give a shit if he ever explains who kindred is <laughs> we'll get there i just want these fun kind of laid back stories yeah yeah uh what uh what else did you have matt uh i had a big star wars week i had three star wars books this week I read one of these Star Wars books. And I'm guessing that one is the Kylo Ren book. No, it was Bounty Hunters, actually. Oh, oh we'll talk about Bounty Hunters then. Yeah, Bounty Hunters by Ethan Sachs was damn good. See, I thought it was a little all over the place, actually. But then again, I don't read as many Star Wars books as you, so I was a little lost for some of these things. Yeah, this is kind of like a sequel to uh, Target Vader, which I think mm -hmm. he wrote as well. He I did. Think. Yeah. It's kind of a sequel to that because we've got Valance there. Uh, this is set j during that time period after that book um, where we find out that he was on a botched mission with Boba Fett and Bosk and all these other hunters, including his mentor, who kind of went rogue on that, that mission for some reason and made him fuck it up completely ruined the job and now of course as is so often the situation many years later there's a chance for revenge that will bring all these bounty hunters back together yeah it was a good issue that set up everything so now the book can just like hit the ground running and just get into it just get into these these bosk fighting boba fett's and valance blowing up stuff with his hand cannon and everything I, I did like Bosk versus the uh, big black Wookiee who's friends with Dr. Afra. Yeah, Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah. Black Chrysanthemum. That was a cool ass fight. I'm like, all right, this is pretty sweet, if nothing else. Yeah, I, I, I like Bosk. I like that they're not shying away as well from the whole trend oceans. Utterly hate Wookiees and hunt them for sport, as we've yes. seen in like the Clone Wars and the past EU and stuff like that. What was, what was his quote there where it's like, no, boss, don't mess up my cantina. He's like, oh, you're going to have a good new Wookiee rug in a minute. <laughs> that was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're not really up to date on a lot of what's been happening in Star Wars, there's a good chance you'll be lost on this one. And I did read Target Vader because I did want to read this. And yeah, Ethan Sachs has basically been doing a whole, like a, almost his own little Remenderverse because he did Target Vader. He's doing Bounty Hunters. He also did han solo imperial pilot where val or valance showed up in that too yeah, yeah yeah he's he's building like his own little universe uh with these characters and um i'm really glad valance is back in canon it was brought back in canon um for that target vader series which was pre preceded by that that continuation of the original star wars uh comic issue 107 or something by matthew rosenberg Right, and, and and if I am unto, if I am to understand, this bounty hunter book isn't just going to be about these guys. They just picked these three because it's like, ooh, here are the three most recognizable Star Wars bounty hunters for yeah. this book. I think it's going to be like a, like a cycle. We're going to have different bounty hunters every couple of stories or something. What bounty hunters would you like to see, Matt? I will. <laughs> I don't know. I I really hope they create some some uh, classic like originals characters i'd like to see like mm -hmm. maybe bringing grief karga oh that'd be fun stuff like that um i'd like to see hunters from the old eu come in so like this hunter called what was his name, his name was like Dahartan, and he's basically a living laser cannon oh shit yeah he's, he's his head is a laser cannon basically 
what about Dengar? Can we see some more yeah, Dengar? Dengar, who was a big... I'd actually like to see him because in that Target Vader book, he betrayed Valance. So I'd like to see him, Valance come and like kick his shit in. I I mean everything needs more Dengar <laughs> and and yeah let's let's see some IG robots in there too while yeah. we're at it yeah I, there's definitely a lot of stuff they can do some uh, some stories I feel they haven't told in this new uh, continuity mm -hmm. someone in the chat saying Kyle Katarn oh yeah they'll get right on that oh yeah that's that's on the list don't you worry <laughs> what uh, did, tell us about the other Star Wars books because it was a big Star um, Wars week. Yeah, I had Kylo Ren issue four, which is the ending of this little arc that Charles Soule did with the character, basically showing you how Ben Solo became Kylo Ren. And this issue paid off pretty much the entire series because up until now, the whole series has been kind of happenstance with how Ben yes. turned to the dark side. Like he he accidentally killed this Jedi, or he or people think he destroyed the Jedi Temple, which he didn't. It was Palpatine or Snoke or some a clone i don't fucking know um, he, he joins up with the knights of ren because yeah. snoke told him to yeah it's all been kind of happenstance but this is the issue where he he decides that like he, he thinks he has a everyone seems to think he has a choice but as ben puts it he doesn't have a choice everything has already been predetermined for him thanks to his names uh the mm. legacy he's part of uh, like people don't see him as a person they see him as like a tool because of these I, these things I, I did like his complaining in the previous issue about his names where it's like, you know, I was named after a guy I never fucking met. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a last name that's not even my fucking dad's. In fact, Ben Cano, that's not even his name either. I was given two <laughs> fake names. <laughs> that's bull. Didn't you think how that would screw me up, mom and dad? I'm like, that's a fair point, you little Kylo Ren. Yeah, that pissed me off too. You were given two alias names. Yeah, so this issue he was with the Knights of Ren and they were like looking for like a, another artifact like they've been doing um and the two surviving padawans from luke's temple catch up with him and he ends up fighting them and he ends up killing ty which uh was kind of like his best friend though we find out he didn't actually kill him it was ren who killed him with the force mm. um and he ends up fighting ren and giving in to the anger and again he's like he hears uh, Palpatine's voice in his head through Snoke and we get to see all that and he taps into the dark side and kill, kills the Ren uh, with his own saber and then he kills mm. the next the 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 actual Jedi the first Jedi he actually kills is the woman who was like his I guess rival at the school that Vo woman yeah, yeah. Um, actually kills her and it's actually quite brutal because he's like oh you'll never be a Jedi because you won't be alive long enough to be one and just like Stab, stabs her in the chest wow what a little prick <laughs> yeah and then the ending of the book is him making his his famous lightsaber his cross guard lightsaber oh. and we get to see him bleed the crystal and turn it into a dark side crystal and, which we've uh, set up in the charles souls book now that's how sith get their uh, red color because they bleed and torture a kyber crystal yeah and uh he puts it in the saber and it doesn't work because like it's too powerful it's cracked and and not not right so he has to put the cross guard on it to keep it keep it right 
Okay, yeah, I was going to ask him, like, do they actually give a reason as to why the cross guard and not that he's just like a big Jedi fanboy? Where it's like, man, the High Republic was so cool. I'm just like a Jedi hipster. I want a cross guard well, on mine. Well, I think we kind of knew that was going to happen anyway, because I think in like the Force Awakens visual dictionary, it explained like these, these are like vents that stop it from like blowing up. Ah. Uh. Which I kind of like the idea that he just put it together wrong because he is such a try-hard <laughs> Sith. He's just like, oh, my DIY was wrong, and now it's got stuff coming out of the side. No, it's cool. I'm going to own yeah, it. It looks like an upside-down cross. It's so awesome. Yeah, I'm so fucking cool. Then he has a little freak-out and breaks some stuff. <laughs> and the poor uh, troopers outside are just like, oh, God, he's doing it again. Yeah, so, yeah, it, 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 it was a pretty cool book. It, it did what it could with like the tools it was given like i i get the feeling like there there were some like mandates to like what chelsea had to put into that book mm -hmm. so like in and it was funny because in this last issue is like when we finally saw stuff like palpatine and stuff so i'm like oh they didn't tell him until this time i don't think mm -hmm. yeah i wondered the same thing too like he seems pretty close with skywalker ranch but even still they're like well we can't have you spoiling this movie so mm -hmm can't have you spoil some of the stupider things in this movie like palpatine is back and maybe a clone we don't know <laughs> and maybe behind snoke and all of that sort of stuff you think they could do a sequel to this one because you figure there's still probably a big gulf of time between you know uh ben solo becoming kylo ren and the events of force awakens yeah well like the first order is not even in that like hux gets mentioned once in the first issue right so like yeah you could definitely do a sequel where after taking place after this issue where he's become kylo ren he gets inducted into the first order by snoke and everything and made his enforcer and stuff like that you could definitely do something with that and then he starts his quest to look for luke skywalker after learning he's alive yeah how uh, how much of a political uh, wheeler and dealer was uh snoke i want to know <laughs> from his garden planet <laughs> Although, are we going to make a character of him at all anymore now that we know he's a clone? Was Snoke a real... I want another Snoke series. Was Snoke a real guy? How did he get put on the garden planet? We're not getting any of that, I guarantee you. No, of course not. I'm like, come on. If they can... You know what? We need a cartoon. We need David Filoni. If he can hammer an interesting three-dimensional character out of Darth Maul, he can do something with Snoke. Well, all you need to do with Snoke is say, okay, the Snoke that we saw in the films and stuff was a clone, but, like, one that, like developed his own like free will mm -hmm. and while he his his agenda his own agenda lined up with palpatine's like why he stayed on as sort of like the supreme commander sort of thing mm -hmm. you could there's places you could... you could do something interesting with that and yeah dave filoni could definitely do something interesting with that come on dave filoni make make star wars good come he, on he just brought back do a it. character with no legs you could do the same with snoke you bring him back with you like could. robotic legs and robotic arms and yeah <laughs> no now he just he has a robotic up his legs are the same but he just has a robotic top part <laughs> they, they torso. The top part <laughs> he just literally starts talking out of his wang ah yes this is where my species actually keeps all its important organs in the genitals you did not know this but it is true <laughs> Ha 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 ha! Snoke lives again. <laughs> Time to do more bad guy shit. <laughs> and that'll be the sequel series, everyone. <laughs> boy, boy, I bet they wish they didn't ask me to write this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I had so many great ideas. 
Uh, <laughs> probably more than what they actually had. You've given it more food yeah. already. There you go. Now you had a third Star Wars book too, Matt. Yeah, and that was Darth Vader issue two. Right, so when we last left off with Vader, he met one of Padme's impersonators, and that was just rustling his jimmies. Yeah, so he, he goes through a lot of this issue thinking it's Padme, and it's, it keeps throwing him off guard, even to the point where he, like, kind of stammers and stutters a little bit, because seeing her has given him Nam flashbacks to, like, when, <laughs> when they, like, fought on Geonosis, and when he, He's just... he choked her out on, on Mustafar <laughs> and everything so romantic he's just fighting the urge to talk about sand <laughs> yeah but we do indeed learn that this is a handmaiden this is sabe the one i knew it was going to be mm. um and we learn that she's been kind of looking into padme's death because she like vader thinks that someone murdered padme and oh. and hid hid it and while she doesn't she because she's part of like the rebellion or like an early like re rebel cell well, she mm. doesn't like Vader or, like, trust him and stuff. They end up working together to try and get to the bottom of of this. And to do so, they need to head to Naboo because Sabe was the one who broke into Padme's quarters and stole mm. the, um, the, like, security recordings, but she couldn't decrypt them because she needed Imperial codes. And before she could get them, the war sort of started breaking out and, and um, the rebellion needed her and her people. Um, so she hid them on Naboo, and, and uh, yeah, the the issue ends with her leading Vader to Naboo, and Vader isn't too happy about that, because that's where, you know, he met Padme and married her, and, you know, he's having Nam flashbacks, and it's not sitting right with him, making him angry and everything. Man, I hope they visit the Gungan city. <laughs> the Gungans, yes. The Gungans, I hope they have a good reason. You know, what's what's Boss Nass doing in this uh, timeline? I, I, I want to know. I really want it. I really want um, Greg Pack to bring in like uh, Jar Jar Binks, like because he. Yes. He, I have a feeling he. I'm just trying to remember where he is in at this time in the universe because this is between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he was on Naboo. I know. I know. By the time like force awakens come he's like a circus clown <laughs> like like a street man, performer man like come on greg pack you really want to make us think you're a great writer redeem jar jar <laughs> in the comics do it tell us the rich deep interesting lawrence <laughs> olivier story of jar jar hey you, you could do you could do a story you could because because when you think about it he's technically the one that allowed the empire to rise to power yeah, it was his and vote. And I think that's where, where where that story, I think it was written by Chuck Wending in one of his Empire Zen book, mm. um, where like he he has massive guilt over that. Yes, he should. And, and he's like disgraced and why he's a street performer and everything, and he just wants to make people laugh. Matt, Matt, here's my pitch. We call it Old Man Jar Jar. It's set in the end of his days. He's living out there in the gungan city right there he can't he can't deal with this shame until he has one last last chance to put it right he needs to pick up his guns one more time and then he just trips all over shit no he doesn't pick up his guns he picks up those weird ball things they had in the first there the, you go the gung, he, i can't remember what the fuck are they called here's here's your pitch you know this summer old man jar jar will need to grab his balls one more time he, he gets up steps in the poopy and falls over 
There you go. Jar Jar, you're the only one who can do this. You need to walk through this stupid death trap because only your slapstick abilities can help. <laughs> For some reason, you just need to Jack Sparrow bumblefuck your way through a scenario and save everybody. Yeah, like that Clone Wars arc in the series before the most recent one, where he was with Mace Windu on that island, on on uh, that planet. Mm. And um, he, he ended up like falling in love with like a queen or something and becoming like king of a people for some reason <laughs> for some reason he's a goddamn fucking charlie chaplin ass character is what he is <laughs> just falls in and bumbles his way through situations <laughs> and then in the end he meets darth vader and we just do that robot chicken sketch but totally serious annie it's a you <laughs> and vader just violently kills him yeah, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, you stupid space rabbit, shut up. <laughs> no, you know what it is? We do, like, a weird, like, life-imitating art thing. So, like, Jar Jar goes to all these, like, historical conventions and everything. And it's, like, us talking about Ahmed best career. Jar Jar being like, Jar Jar don't want to live anymore. Jar Jar hates all this abuse. <laughs> what did Jar Jar do? <laughs> Just make it really fucking sad and meta. <laughs> I only want to make you laugh, whoopity doopity. <laughs> there you go. That's my super dark ass Jar Jar pitch, everyone. I'm sure Disney will be calling me any day now to Skywalker Ranch where I can write old man Jar Jar. I'm sure they will be. Man, fuck it. Let's fan fund this, everyone. Throw us some money right now, and Matt and I will write old man Jar Jar. <laughs> uh that's some good stuff but uh other comics happened too this week <laughs> they did uh, i had a mortal hulk issue number 32 oh tell me what's going on with metal gear hulk uh man this shit's getting fucking windy and twisty and like you know really out there like mm -hmm. i i thought it was outside the box before but ewing just kicks that box aside and here's a bigger box that he's actually out mm-hmm uh, so Zemnu, the living Hulk, a.k.a. the first Marvel character ever to have that name, uh, returned working for Roxxon. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just we knew he had like a weird power at the end of the last issue. And we thought like, OK, you know, Roxxon is going to build him up to be this corporate hero to try and discredit the Hulk. So, you know, they can make more money. It's actually way more complicated and horrifying than that. Oh, jeez. So Zemnu has developed a new power. He can basically manipulate the Mandela effect oh, just God by looking it. at you. Oh, Jesus. Yes, he can manipulate just by looking at you. And because he's a minor celebrity now, everyone is looking at him on their computer and their tablets and everything. And that actually amplifies his power through a screen. Oh, God, just call him Deus Ex Machina now. He he basically is. And the thing is, is that so when people look at him, he's able to literally rewrite their memories to think that he's their favorite superhero. So like every like great moment they have of Captain America or the Hulk or Daredevil, they don't think of them anymore. They think of Zemnu. Zemnu did all these things. <laughs> and because of that, he's the biggest hero on Earth because he's fucked with everybody's memories. And even Banners, too, to the point he doesn't even remember being Bruce anymore. He's calling himself Robert Banner now. Okay. But Robert Banner can actually control his Hulk personalities. And because of that, the Hulk hasn't been able to get out. And it's really pissing the Hulk off <laughs> that he won't let him out. 
Rick can seem to see through all of this. I think the idea is, is because Rick has the weird, like, zombie gamma eyes. It mm -hmm. can't affect him. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't affect McGowan either. And she actually, I don't want to spoil it, but she actually has a really great reason as to why Zemnu's power doesn't affect her. Yeah. Yes, it's super clever and it's tied into her origin we learned about. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that would make sense, wouldn't it? So they give her a lot to do this issue. And the big final stinger there is, you know, we see the big dumb Hulk just like smashing on the mirror because obviously Bruce always sees the Hulk in his reflection and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, Hulk want out, Hulk angry. And then he hears a voice behind him where it's like, yeah, but you're not as angry as me. Move over, kid. I'm going to handle this. And it's the World Breaker Hulk. Oh, no. <laughs> From World War Hulk. It's like, all right, you know what? I've been letting you guys handle this for too long. I'm in this fight. And it's great because you see the big guy Hulk who's like, you know, massive. Then you see World Breaker Hulk and he's <laughs> like three feet taller than him. <laughs> And Worldbreaker Hulk's like, all right, let me out. I'm going to kick Zemnu's ass. Oh, that's awesome. I got to the... read this. But once I get like all my stuff sorted out, I got to go back and read it. It's it's amazing, and you'll love being able to catch up on all of it now. It is this is this is like Alan Moore Swamp Thing territory is oh, what we're nice. in right now. Nice. Where this shit is just, you know, brain warping and just like, whoa, I can't believe he did that. I can't believe he went there. I never thought of it that way. It's nuts. Awesome. Awesome. And the chat is right. Worldbreaker Hulk is an absolute unit. <laughs> he, he, he is the unit. He is. And as I am surprised to find it, I thought Worldbreaker was two words, too. It's actually one word in the official Marvel wiki. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. And agreed. DNGL Ewing has mastered the art of the last page reveal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You thought it was Bendis, but it was actually Ewing. <laughs> well, it's good you mentioned Bendis because I had Superman issue 21. Right, you had a new Superman book. What is what is happening in the world of the Superman? This has been actually getting quite great, actually. Um, Interesting. So we've got story on two fronts. The first being Lois Lane being ambushed by the Daily Star um with a video surfacing of uh superman kind of like taking the reins and saying that he speaks for earth uh, in the united planets and everything without telling mm. earth um so people are like sensationalizing this as superman calling himself the king of earth <laughs> um you know playing it up the media and everything and um the media like jump her and because they find her in chicago and and they're like, what are you, what's your husband doing? Why is he doing this? Is he the leader now? What's, what does he want and everything? And Lois is like, I'm not playing to any of this. This is like, like low, low, like, like bottom TMZ media sort mm. of hack writing sort of stuff. Uh, you're better than this daily star, you know, do better. <laughs> she wants to know where, yeah, the, where the video came from and it's related to Star Labs which we know that uh. Star Labs recently have been quite evil. Yeah. You know what's even funnier about that is Superman, the leader of Earth now. Weirdly enough, Bendis kind of already foreshadowed that in, like, uh, Man of Steel when Martian Manhunter's yeah. like, you should take over Earth, Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of is, like, related to that, yeah. Um, I, I can't believe I'm giving credit to Man of Steel, but holy <laughs> shit, Bendis actually did kind of foreshadow that. Um, yeah, and while she's dealing with that and trying to track where this video came from, and like she knows, like since 
if he's technically the king of earth that makes her the queen of earth and she's like oh god i'm gonna need a lawyer <laughs> um she's dealing with that uh superman is fighting mongol in space and mongol has come for the united planets um oh no and we find out that he, this Mongol, which is the Mongol that was in the Superman villains book that took over from mm. previous Mongol, he's smarter than the average Mongol. Um, oh, because as we learn, grab them picnic baskets. As as we learn, this whole thing isn't hasn't been about fighting Superman. He he or it has been, but he's he's smart enough to not fight Superman directly, more or less. He he took out the United Planets because he knew that was like part of Superman's legacy with his son and everything and he wanted to sort of like take superman out at the knees with that and sort of make him sort of question whether this could actually happen and because he took out the united planets leaders it's caused the dominators the thanagarians the tanamarians mm. to all start fighting each other because of the chaos mm. and everything they didn't know who took out who so they all just started fighting in this big intergalactic war so well superman has to deal with that mongols move war world to earth <laughs> oops which again is like the fifth or sixth time it's been there this week but yeah. you know <laughs> yeah and um it's funny the justice league come and help superman and in the cleanup once he stops the war and they're like yeah you should uh, probably head back to earth because your wife's dealing with all this shit that you've been doing out here on earth kind of like blaming him a little bit because he's been mm. away from earth doing all this united planet stuff not paying attention to what is happening back on earth so yeah he has to head back to earth and that's where he finds out that mongol has been kind of like getting one up on him by moving war world there while he's been fighting off off um off world i certainly don't hate the idea of a smarter mongol being the villain yeah i actually like that he's not like i just gonna hit superman until he falls down yeah and then you know something something war world although his plan still is something something war world but fair <laughs> enough <laughs> yeah and um yeah the the book ends with lois lane being confronted by cameron chase who now works for the fbi who's who's now getting involved in this whole superman is apparently the king uh, of earth thing who is cameron chase again that sounds familiar she was the leader of the DEO before the DEO uh, got taken over by Mr. Bones. Right, right. Well, I guess that's good that that character went somewhere. Yeah, they actually did something with her. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's that's probably the most more glowing a Superman review than you've gotten in a while here on the comic multiverse. Yeah, well, I think the last, like, starting with the last issue, it's actually been pretty good, and it's been playing with that whole reveal identity reveal thing really well it's actually been mm. been talking about it unlike how the last time it happened in the new 52 it just like happened and didn't go anywhere superman got a motorbike and a t-shirt that's it <laughs> yeah yeah he did he sure did and went to a fight club <laughs> i just remembered that <laughs> that's right he did and then kind of teamed up with gordon batmac but they didn't really talk about it that much which you figure that they should be able to get along better mm-hmm but they didn't. That was a weird time in history, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, what else did I have? Ooh, I had uh, Thor, number four. I did as well. This was a baller of an issue. It was. Man, Thor's fighting his friends a lot. He's going a little... He's cracking under the pressure of being king of Asgard and being a herald. Yeah, well, he doesn't want to tell them anything. And I guess it stems from, like, I'm king. I don't have to explain myself. 
which I like that I actually, you know, was kind of pissed at him in the previous issue when he broke Beta Ray Bill's hammer. I'm like, that's not cool. <laughs> but then in this issue, he's like, well, yeah, I'm all father. You know, I'm doing what my dad would do. I'm living by the only example of all father I know. And it's like, oh, oh, but your dad sucked, Thor. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, and Sif calls him out on it. It's like, no, you're not, you're not Odin. You're better. Yeah, be better. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my dad did suck at things. You're right. Oops, my bad. <laughs> They also kind of like progress the story like quite a quite more than I thought because I thought we were going to get like a couple more issues of him going planet to planet because there's five planets and um yeah this story just kind of like drops that and it's like yeah he's he's gotten all the five planets yeah they uh, they kicked the turbos in on this one yeah yeah now he's facing the the black winter which is a giant cloud with big skull face in it which is not too great. I like uh, I like we do get to see some of those special planets, and one of the planets had a race of psychic bears on them. Like, I want to know more about the bear planet. Yeah, hey, well, he saved them. So he did. We, He's, we could see them. He saved the psychic bears. It, it's fun, too, because like, this whole story has basically been like Thor's trying to have his own story about being king and dealing with his friends, and Galactus is in the background as like, the worst boss ever, being like, we are on the clock. Stop developing. We have things to do. <laughs> and he's, where right, eventually he's he just, right though as well you could argue that to where he just gets so pissed off and impatient he just eats the last planet <laughs> while there's people on it even though those people were like hey we actually want to fight with uh thor against the black winter you know we actually want to help apparently not mm -hmm. also i guess the idea too if uh, thor is now the new all-father and everything he could commission the creation of new hammers couldn't he so he should probably rebuild stormbreaker for beta ray bill i I've, think i think he will because there's that line where like sip is like are you gonna like tell your people what's happening or like what's going on and he says like after the after i've dealt with this black winter i'll tell him everything and i imagine that's gonna yeah. be like the page where he gives bill a new hammer or something yeah also swears that between when this is done between him and galactus they're gonna have it out and they're gonna have <laughs> fisticuffs yeah, I like that that Thor doesn't take any of his shit. Like, like Galactus is like, oh, I'm more powerful. I'm powerful than you. And Thor just like hits him with the lightning and tells him to shut up. Yeah, he took the power cosmic yeah. back, which was kind of amazing. And yeah. Galactus is like, you can do that. <laughs> you can do that. You can just take that back. Really? I imagine somewhere in the universe, Norn, Rad, and Firemaster, and Terax, and all the other heralds are like, we could do that. <laughs> we had that skill. We could just do it. We could just take it back whenever we wanted, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, go us. Uh, but yeah, Thor's kind of cool. I'm digging it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, Loki lifts Mjolnir. Yes, for a second, implying that either Loki has changed or the magic of Mjolnir has changed. Yeah, well, the, the text seems to imply that the magic around it, because Odin isn't All-Father anymore, the, the spell has like weakened or like isn't there, but no one knows that it's not there right like it's invalid now where now mm -hmm. anyone could reasonably uh pick it up because that was odin's old enchantment yeah which i feel they could do a lot of interesting stuff with that you know thor just keeps throwing the hammer to people so they can get powered up yeah would be a fun time too to bring back uh what is it eric masterson and a lot of those other thor characters that didn't show up in the aaron rod yeah yo well i have to feel like they they would be coming back because yeah aaron never touched on any of those characters no which is really strange i mean i mean hell sif has actually done more in these last four issues than she had in all of the aaron run yeah. i'm glad that kate's is like no no she's a character too she's important yeah and gave her like a really cool job where she's now basically the new heimdall 
Yeah, I dig it. People saying, I'd like to see Loki earn Mjolnir. He technically lifted it up in Axis, which I had to tell everyone, no, that one didn't count. He was inverted. <laughs> and I think he, in uh, Infinity Wars, like with his part of the story, I think it's implied that he, he eventually does lift it or like get it at one point. Right. Yeah, in some alternate future, he does end up. Does he, he gets the hammer and he gets like all the Infinity Stones and everything. <laughs> and it's just OP Loki. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Thor. Thor continues to be a lot of fun under Kate's. Yeah. I'm interested to see where it goes. Couldn't have been easy picking up after Aaron wrote it for almost a decade, but there's some fun new ideas going on there. Definitely. Yeah, that's uh, I had one more. How about you? Uh, I had. Yeah, I had two more. OK, cool. I will let you go then. Uh, first one I had was the Flash issue 751. Yes, Flash, continue to go strong. Yeah, this is this is the week after issue 750, which really surprised me. Uh, continues the Flash, Godspeed, Paradox story. Uh, we get, like, the classic reveal that, like, Godspeed was never working for the villain Paradox. He was a double agent because because ah. he's a cop. He went undercover and, ah, and like, oh, he knew fuck. the moment Paradox came came to him saying like oh we'll stop the flash from ruining everything he knew paradox was only after power which the villain is because as we learn uh every time the flash fucks with the timeline or there's a crisis something called crisis energy is released from the flash and oh i like that a lot and paradox feeds on that energy and it makes him stronger and he he's realized that if he destroys the flash's legacy all of the crisis energy will be released and he will be unto a god in the multiverse and be able to just rip reality apart solid plan actually wait so he's powered by crisis energy so he's a youtube comment section <laughs> yes 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 crisis they power me keep them coming <laughs> <laughs> and it's why his symbol in his chest is looks like earth's like converging oh yeah that makes a lot of sense now yeah um so yeah, he that that's basically why he wants to kill the kill the Flash. He he says it's because like oh, Flash ruined his family and took him away and everything. But it boils down to him just wanting more power. Fitting, um, and he technically kind of gets that power because he seemingly kills the Flash and teleports Flash to some place that I have to assume is inside the Speed Force because at that place, uh, Flash meets his mother oh shit and we're uh, we're doing the tv show now yeah yeah and that's uh basically where the book ends man how good's the tv show been this year so good it's been really damn good especially the last couple of episodes like post-crisis to think all it took to give candace Patton something to do was to make her evil and she's turning in the best work <laughs> she's ever done actually give her something to do yeah actually you know give her something you know important and something meaty to bite in on also too hey a villains and b villains and c villains kind of makes it feel more like the comics it makes it so the show doesn't feel uh spread so thin yeah and we also got like uh gorilla grod flash which was actually in last week's issue of flash as well ah that's fun yeah just in general there's a lot of really cool stuff they got going on here there is there really is yeah I mean, they've all been really solid so far. Legends, just been a laugh riot. Yep. 
they uh, man they brought back damien dark and actually kind of redeemed him a little bit oh, which I, I was not expecting i love damien dark coming back i loved him in that last season when he was in there when he was just like fucking around with the legion of doom and just like having a ball and like this was a character who was an arrow and was like so hardcore edgy in that show and it's like a completely mm -hmm. different character now where now he's like trying to look after his daughter and like is happy that she's marrying <laughs> marrying john constantine but really she's my, marrying ray <laughs> my my favorite bit too is he complains about like oh all these millennial villains these days with their plans <laughs> that made me laugh because literally when damien dark was invented in the comics for teen titans i'm pretty sure he was a young hip super villain he had a pager and that was like his <laughs> defining characteristic <laughs> So I love that he's pissing and moaning about that when that's literally what he was. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. But uh, yeah, my my last comic this week was the new Venom. Oh, tell me about that. Thin ass issue, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Half of it is Eddie having a dream. I shit you not. Oh, no. Because at the end of the last issue, oh no, the island I was on trying to purge the Carnage symbiote from my body, it blew up and I lost my suit again. Oh no. Actually, no, nah, it was a dream. It's just this has been the Carnage symbiote in my mind fucking with me, making me think that the Avengers kick me out and take my son away and Null takes over Earth. And it's basically just Eddie's worst fears coming to life. <laughs> But uh, at the end, it's kind of interesting because, you know, Dylan Brock has kind of been testing out his powers, and apparently he can remotely control symbiotes now, including his dad's. Oh, jeez. And not only can he do that, he can actually superpower them, so he takes uh, Eddie's uh, classic black suit and turns it into the Venom T-Rex from Old Man Logan. Oh, nice. Yeah, don't, don't ask how he can do that, and don't ask how he gets <laughs> that reference. He just does. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Which I'm like, wait, are they implying he can, like, pull in symbiotes from the future? Yeah, are they are they going to start, like, talking about how um, the symbiote, like, you can reach for a symbiote from across time and space? And, like, ones that haven't even happened yet. Yeah, that, that would be a little much. Although it is interesting that, you know, Eddie gets taken over by the Carnage suit this issue, which means, okay, so he's worn both the Venom suit and the Carnage suit. Okay. Cool. And technically the toxin suit, too. So he's worn basically all the different suits. <laughs> he's worn them all. He's a man of many suits. Man of many suits. That, that should be the end goal for this Donny Cates run. He wears all of them. <laughs> Which, again, given what we know about codexes and everything, I guess that would link up. Yeah. If he wears all the suits, then he exists in all the codexes. And da -da Oh, yeah, he was anti-Venom, too. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> Although anti-venom wasn't a real symbiote because it was created in a lab, right? So that uh, oh, that one doesn't. They could easily count. do something where like a little little, you know, codex got sprinkled on him or something. And he was scorn. Was he scorn too? I don't remember when he was scorn. Yeah, it's probably like a one-off thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not probably. familiar with that sort of stuff. Every everything in comics has happened at some point. <laughs> All right. So you said you had one more left there, Matt. I did, and this was a book I. I was meant to get to last week, but never did. And that was Spider-Man Noir issue one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And okay, now my camera fucks up. I was just about to say, hey, we made it the whole show and my camera hasn't fucked up yet. <laughs> we almost made the whole show, Matt. But yes, tell me about the noir. Uh, so, yeah, this this looks like your usual Spider-Man noir, like detective whodunit gumshoe story. And 
mm. in a way it is because it's 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 all setting up like spider-man has come back to new york because there was a time where he like disappeared there for a minute but after mm. last year there was like a nazi blimp and that's when the spider-man came back oh shit and um he's back now doing his detective thing and he he gets a case that uh, of a woman who dies uh in in the black cat which is a speakeasy club run by felicia hardy mm. um, right, right and he knows the woman as a police informant and she, in her hand she had like this brooch and he's like mm, this is a clue and he goes to like uh like research what it is and learns from this woman who turns out to be the dead woman's sister um that it's a a, uh, what is it called a cicada stone which is used in like babylonian rituals and uh, oh. it was it was in the last time this woman saw it because she's the curator of a museum it was in the possession of heinrich hellstrom and, ah damien hellstrom yeah and uh so they need to find out how her sister ended up with it where hellstrom has gone because he's disappeared and um it basically leads into the, the book being a globe-trotting indiana jones adventure because at the end we, oh, get the, nice. we get the cool map with the indiana jones plane and and there's a little little uh picture of uh the the spider-man noir in like an indiana jones outfit but with a spider-man mask on oh i like that i like that a lot yeah, actually. i like that it was like like okay here's the detective stuff but we're going to get rid of that for the next four issues and it's just going to be indiana jones and we're already implying that he's going to be fighting Nazis. So I'm like, wait, yeah. are we doing the Nicolas Cage version now? Where it's like, <laughs> I like letting matches burn to the tip of my fingers. And I like punching Nazis. Yeah, Nazis. And I think uh, the artist Juan Ferreira, who, who's a fantastic artist. Uh, one of my Love favorites. Uh, he's teased like the, the noir shocker who looks like an Irishman with like a, uh, cool. a billy club. Uh, Juan Ferrara listens to this channel actually he's commented once or twice before yeah. so hey if you're out there Juan we like your shit <laughs> keep doing it yeah so it, it, very surprising I, I just thought it was going to be your run-of-the-mill you know detective story as most noir books are but yeah it completely changed at the end and, and I'm really excited for it that's dope that's cool I might have to check that one out then but yeah Spider-Man by way of Indiana Jones what's what's not to love yeah and it's only a five issue mini oh well there you go even better yeah so yeah I mean I guess with that everyone that's the show sorry Danny you just showed up right now at the there's end there's always Oops. one there's always one person <laughs> shows always right one at the end. <laughs> always one without uh, without a doubt so yeah thank you everyone for watching and listening you know we hope we could bring a little joy and a little laughter into your life in these trying times you know i joked last week hey everyone don't get sick until next time and now i actually super mean it <laughs> yeah don't get sick <laughs> don't get sick don't take any chances don't hang out with old people apparently who are just flouting all the rules on this one <laughs> yeah don't, don't go like hoarding toilet paper because that's like a dick mm, no. move yeah exactly share share your teepee come on man you can do it <laughs> Every everybody poops. That that is what unites us together in these trying times. We all poop. Let us instead of hands across America, let us have poops across America. <laughs> for that will bridge the gap for everyone. Ah, now Ultimate Dark Slayer also showing up just as we're winding down. Hey everyone. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, as always, if you're a patron, you'll be able to get this episode first before anyone else uh, in both audio and Vigio. Vigio. Yeah, Vigio. It's better Vigio. than video. It, it's Vigio. It's <laughs> Vigio. The, the new version of VHS. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure to put all the artifacting and bullshit on it just for you. <laughs> but yeah, you'll be sure to get that on Patreon. Everyone else, it's Wednesday, 8 a.m. You can expect the full show. Uh, anything else you got going on, Matt? Anything at all? Nah, not really. I'm probably going to just continue doing reviews. I'm going to try and get back into streaming the next couple of days. And uh, like, depending on like my work schedule with this whole coronavirus thing, I probably will be streaming. I want to stream some Neo because that game yeah the game looks like it's made to be streamed <laughs> yeah that one looks very fun uh yeah i'm probably going to be doing more either dark siders but probably more monster hunter because i'm so into the monster hunter yeah. right now we should we should stream together on that because i got it on playstation as well apparently joining that is a pain in the ass to try and get everyone really? together Yes, apparently you got to like go into a hunt and accept a thing and come back. I've seen people playing Iceborne and it's just a pain in the balls to try and team up with something for oh, it. No. I know. That's the one thing they got wrong apparently. Oh no. Shit, if you had a Darksiders Genesis, that's a two-player one and that's that's how you do it. It's literally you just drop in, drop out of your friend's game whenever was you want. Is that the one that was recently in the um PlayStation Plus? Or is that or is that mm. new? I, uh, that's the definitive edition. This one, this is the, this is like the new top-down kind of uh, Diablo ripoff. Uh, one. Yeah. But we can, we can find something to play. But yeah, yeah. exactly. If we're both going to be streaming, yeah, we should try and do something together. Yeah. Even if it's like a trivia game or something, we'll have <laughs> a comic book Jeopardy. <laughs> Which that would be so bullshit to have a comic book Jeopardy because those answers change all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, when what? was this answer made? Because it was before two thousand and eight. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Everything is retconned. Or like, oh, well, you know, this might be changing right now. We got to wait till this book is done. <laughs> and that becomes the new canon. <laughs> but yeah, thanks everyone for showing up uh, on this Sunday night. We really appreciate it. Again, uh, any donations, if you want to fill the cup, nothing is ever expected. Everything is always appreciated. And we'll be putting it back into the show to continue to bring you fun live comic book chats like this one. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Yeah, so until then, everyone, I've been Joel. I'm Matt. And we'll see you again next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.